Welcome to All Tea No Shade. My name is Xander Alexander, and I am just living my best life. Trying to keep it real, trying to keep it cute, and trying to keep it real cute. All Tea No Shade. Now let's spill some tea. Pride and privileged. The one thing our children, starting with the millennials, have been instilled with is a sense of pride. Pride in the soil on which they stood, whether it was American soil or Mexican soil or Canadian soil. Pride in where they lived and where they came from. They were taught to always remember their roots no matter how far they made it in life and no matter how big they ever became. Jenny from the block ring a bell? They were taught to have pride in what they have in life and not what they didn't have. But most importantly, pride in who they were as an individual in the sea of life. That pride is instilled in every child by every parent, nanny, housewife, working father, stepfather, teacher, and anyone else who had an influence in these children's lives. Pride and privilege are separate, but equal. Everyone has privilege, whether they know it or not. Everyone has a privilege, whether they use it or not. Privilege comes in all forms, shapes, colors, sizes, races, and classes. And as much as there's white privilege, there's also a black privilege and just POC privilege in general. The only difference between the different privileges is what they get you and what they don't get you at any given time and any given place under any given circumstances. While white privilege can get you many things at the US border, for example, Imagine what it gets you if you were dropped off in the heart of the ghetto in the middle of the Bronx with no ID, no money, and no clothes. Just the clothes on your back to show for it. Pride and privilege can often be mistaken for each other separately, but can also be compounded with each other within an individual persona to form a nearly impenetrable force field around that individual that allows them to operate in a bubble where no one else seemingly exists to them outside of the digital world that has consumed them. They have become the ultimate consumer of all things the world has to offer at their fingertips, which is everything, including boundless knowledge. They absorb more, more quickly, and apply it to their real world lives when given the chance. Within a world for almost everything under the sun these days, the accolades for younger generations is as instantaneous as it is never-ending, which builds upon pride and privilege. Participation certificates and awards were not a thing of my time or those before me. There's no participation award for surviving the Great Depression, or the Holocaust for that matter. No, they weren't willing participants but making it through those deserved more than just a recognition of participation. It deserved a myriad of medals 
and trilogies and trophies. The memories alone are priceless and no doubt lessons from grandparents and great-grandparents alike. The hard lessons in life about dealing with adversity despite having to swallow your pride and ignore the privilege you either did or didn't have. How quickly we can forget the plight that some have gone through just to get where we are. They acted not just out of pride or privilege for themselves, but for entire communities, mostly underrepresented or oppressed communities. Rosa Parks ring a bell? Equivocally, we also forget the role privilege plays in all of this. If you're white, it's like a do pass go and do collect $200 card drawn from the Monopoly deck. And in fact, mommy packed an extra 200 in your lunch bag just in case you wanted a snack during the day or to feed the homeless or start your own non-binary nonprofit for anti-domestic violence projects or simply save for a rainy day. For most, we all know where that allowance went, snacks and video games. For some, it went to white collar drugs and thus the start of the opioid crisis saw its first beginnings a white privilege that isn't exactly one to write home about, unless, of course, you're in rehab. White privilege was usually also a get-out-of-jail-free card. The latter two examples were generalizations about white privilege and prominent examples of why there is such hostility towards white individuals whose privilege gets flaunted right in the mainstream media. How is it that we managed to catch so many males white males alive after such heinous crimes, bombings, and mass shootings. And yet with black males, as evidenced by the media, conversely end up dead for much less dangerous or harmful crimes, or no crimes at all. How do I know the bomber and shooter was white? The headline said he was captured alive. How could you tell the suspect was black? The headline says, family mourning the tragic death of. In reality, your privilege may have blinded you from the aforementioned situations, but just realize, privileges can be choices in as much as you choose how to either use them or don't use them for good or for bad, for better or for worse. Privilege, like the human species, comes in all different shapes, sizes, and colors. It's not racist, though it often gets that rap. It is many things, for example, cyclical, subjective, and unquestionably unquantifiable. One day your privilege is in, and the next day it's out. Just like that time you went from a rich, white, Ivy League-bound male to a washed-up, opioid-addicted outcast with no friends and parents who've disowned you in your new trailer park home. How's that for riches to rags story of the dark side of white privilege? 
it's not always all it's cracked up to be. White privilege comes at a cost. And this cost is not something the everyday person gets to see. It's years and years in the making and usually requires a discipline that can only be taught by sending your kids off to training camps, AKA prep schools, to make sure they're nice mannered, even tempered, and just angry enough to want to defy gravity just to get out of their parents' reach. Pride, on the other hand, can't be taken away or given so easily. It's steadfast and as strong as the will of its possessor. It can be challenged and tried, but it always remains true, so long as the possessor deems it so. Own it like the battlefield it should never see. Because with pride, usually doesn't end up going well when there's fighting. It is not something to be lauded in front of others or worn on your sleeve, necessarily. Pride comes from the inside out and can manifest itself on the outside in many ways. If done properly, it manifests itself in positive ways that contribute to society as opposed to denigrate the fabric of life from which it came. Now, whether you take pride in your privilege or are privileged to have pride, be hyper aware of your surroundings your use or abuse of them, and how you teach them, use them, or showcase them in front of others. Public perception is subjective and usually biased, so navigate carefully so as not to shake the boat or muddy the waters. If you are, however, using them as a tool of protest, realize that inherently they're not weapons of violence or hate. They're not weapons at all. And no one should ever try to weaponize and use them. Because war is never the answer. We can show pride in many things. Pride in our heritage. Pride in our culture. Pride in where we come from. Gay pride. As far as privilege goes, that's pretty much cut down by race, class, socioeconomic status, and general demographic categories that people are assigned to, whether they like it or not or whether they choose to or not. That's probably one of the biggest differences between pride and privilege. Pride can be a choice. Privilege usually can't. So just remember, whether it's pride or privilege that you're trying to Convey, show off, be proud of, conceal, 
hide from others, or use to your advantage. Keep in mind the less fortunate who don't have the privilege that you have. Keep in mind the less fortunate who don't have the inner confidence to have the pride that you have. It's not a walk in the park for everyone the same way it's been a walk in the park for those who are prideful and privileged. But let it be known that they should not be scorned for their privilege, nor scorned for their pride. Because truth be told, if you could be in their shoes, you would be or you would choose to be. Because why wouldn't anyone want a leg up in this world? <laughs> it is a fucking harsh, cruel world out there. So any leg up you can get, you take. Now, the one thing we need to make sure we do along the way is keep the narrative and the dialogue open. Keep the narrative and the dialogue open so that we can understand where each other is coming from, be it from different privileges or different levels of pride. Because one day, you never know when the script will be flipped. Who knows? Once the Beijing of America happens, I don't think there is going to be a white privilege anymore because there aren't going to be any more white people. Everyone's going to be brown. The browning of America, the Beijing of America, white privilege won't matter anymore. That day can't come soon enough. Once again, I'm Xander Alexander, and this is All Tea No Shade, where I try to keep it real, I try to keep it cute, and I try to keep it real cute. And that's the tea.